2: Drive show with Peter Vlahos.
0: Tool your complete tool centre, proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. A little on a Saturday night. Yes, uh, hello everyone. Uh, flying on from the run home, uh, Peter Vlahos filling in for Paul Hazelby today with Damien Martin. We're now into the drive program with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon as we review round 23. We've got a buy this weekend. And then we roll in to the first week of AFL finals. We all know who's playing who and the dust has settled and we've got a game here Saturday night, 6-10 on the 2nd of September, Fremantle against the Western Bulldogs. Kim Hagdorn, a very good evening. Was it was the third, the third, I think. Well, no, was it was the second. <laughs> anyway, great to see you, mate. What a, what a weekend. You got your breath back?
2: Oh, not quite because uh, it just doesn't end, the AFL, does it? And I know... Uh, You and Damien have uh, just well and truly covered a lot of the events uh, from within the AFL, but I think that's that's it in a nutshell. It just never never rests, and that's why you don't have a chance to really get your breath. You just start to think, well, got a week off. But during the course of this week, it'll be quite... uh, Quite frantic again with uh, Coach Chase. You know, what are Essendon going to do now to try and find themselves a coach? The talk about Essendon is that they're going to try and find a, you know an experienced coach, someone who's coached a sen- at senior level, that they want an Essendon person and back in Essendon. Uh, that's not going to be an easy, an easy find, especially with the, the arrogance with which they've gone about things Essendon. They thought they had uh, Alistair Clarkson at this time or say last Thursday, we were absolutely convinced that Clarkson mm. had taken the job. It was going to be announced the next day or so. Uh, and Essendon felt that way also. That's, that's a fairly long-winded story to go back through. But uh, it, was, it wasn't until about 5.30, eight, uh, 6 o'clock Perth time last Thursday that Clarkson said to Essendon, I'm not coming. I'm not going to take that offer. I'm going to go to North Melbourne. It so was, what changed, it, do you think,
0: Hags? Money. Simple money? Massive, massive. Well, they
2: came in with a counter offer, Did they North Melbourne at the end? And I'm not going to believe anything ever that the AFL might say about their involvement in it. They wanted Clarkson at North Melbourne. wanted Clarkson at North Melbourne. Clarkson goes to North Melbourne for about $1.5 million a year and AFL ambassadorial money on top of that. Wow. So it turns into about a $10 million deal over five years and Essendon were trumped. Essendon thought they were going to about to get Alastair Clarkson's signature. We were all raging. That, it, that Clarkson's going to Essendon. He's told Essendon for weeks, you're the club I'm keen to coach. As early as Monday of last week, my understanding is that Clarkson and his management had said to Essendon again, put, us to, put an offer to us now because it's crunch time. And Essendon's deal was, was, was absolutely trumped with AFL assistance on last Thursday for Alistair Clarkson. to take. It's a whopping deal. And part of the ambassadorial component for Alistair Clarkson is to continue to help the AFL with their move into Tasmania. Mm -hmm. So one way or another, Alistair Clarkson, the Tasmanian sort of identity, he's been strong in the move over the last 12 months as well while he's been out of the game, and that's part of the ambassadorial payment to assist the AFL. Now, I know it's a long bow, but that indicates to me that while he's at North Melbourne, you can never discount if he's getting ambassadorial money from the AFL to help with the push into Tasmania, that North Melbourne will always be a bit uneasy about whether they could be the team that's relocated oh. to Tasmania. However, we're waiting for a, a latest from the AFL. I was AFL, just going to say, that's,
0: that's due to drop uh, in yeah, the next few this, days. Yeah,
2: so, uh, but uh, it was the bottom line in the end of it the Alistair Clarkson move to North Melbourne was a lot about a whopping deal that is AFL assisted. Interesting, because
0: Tasmania and the, the government there and even the authorities are saying, mm. we want a standalone team. We don't yeah. want a relocated team. So that is a bugbear at the moment as much as the
2: stadium is down there. Well, I also think, Peter, that wouldn't would we all, would the AFL prefer North Melbourne to rise and survive in Melbourne still? and to have a fresh, have a a totally standalone team out of Tasmania? I certainly would. We've said for many years that 10 teams in Victoria is too many. I think even some of the AFL future modelling is that 10 teams in Victoria is ultimately unsustainable. But if it proves that they can rebuild on the back of the Clarkson era and the Clarkson hype, if they can sell the club, get players in, start winning games next year, they'll clearly get assistance from the AFL in terms of probably even a priority pick. I mean, they've won two games this year and what four last year. They finished last both years in a row. They'll go to the, I've already been to the AFL North Melbourne, haven't they? Ask for a priority pick, a compensation pick somewhere. They might get one at say late in the last pick on the first round, for instance. So that'd be pick number 19, 20 or 21, depending on how the first uh, few picks go in with, with, uh, with young Ashcroft going as number one, North will have number two, West Coast will have number three. So, North might have another pick at the end of all that. All of that is going to help Alistair Clarkson. The other thing that we, we said last Thursday, and we've said for weeks, is that certainly Alistair Clarkson is getting very good assistance from some of the real heavy-hitting heavy AFL player agents. And we've harped on about some of the Fremantle boys that are, that are on the market. My understanding is that Colin Young... Uh, who's a top AFL player agent. We know him out of Western Australia. He's regarded around the country, maybe even has told Fremantle last Friday, uh, uh, David Walls, the uh, list manager Mm -hmm. at Fremantle, that uh, the players we've been talking about, Blake Akers, Rory Lobb, Griffin Logue, Bailey Banfield, are going to ask to be traded in the trade period once Fremantle have finished their, uh, their program this year. So all of those players, and most of them, Akers and Logue in particular, have good offers on uh, aimed at them to go to North. Yeah, and well, so too they'll be they'll be watch for the Brad Hill story to grow again out of St Kilda to go to North. He's with Colin Young. Oh, okay, Brad Hill for his fourth <laughs> AFL club. Okay, Haggis. Before we come back,
0: I'm really keen to pick your brains now that the West Coast Eagles season is done and dusted, and they finish with two wins and 20 losses. It's hard to fathom, actually. What happens this week now at West Coast? Because I know there'll be a lot of player interviews and they'll be looking at their list and see what happens there. Um, what about Adam Kingsley? The other big story today mm. has been appointed as coach of the Greater Western Sydney Giants. To me, when someone said Adam Kingsley's got the Giants job, I sort of took a step back thinking it was never even discussed. Oh, in, he in was dialogue. talked about. No, he was, oh, he, well, him and Adam Uze were the back Well, Adam Uze was. I'd never really heard a lot about Adam Kingsley. But anyway, he's got the job. He's not a high-profile person. We had spoken about James Heard possibly because he was there in assistant capacity with Mark McVeigh, great mates at GWS. Whether Heard could be a, an option, that would certainly bring a few headlines to greater Western Sydney as a, as a community and as a geographical area. Well, and commercial potential So well. where does that leave... Hurd, I know Sheedy's on the board. He's been there seven months. Reportedly, he's pushing for Hurd to get involved back with the Bombers. There is a division on the board. I think there's a division amongst supporters. There's a division amongst members. It'd be a pretty difficult
2: decision to bring James Heard back for 2023, wouldn't you believe? I reckon you'd get some backlash from yeah. some, lesson. however, remember back when they had that big night, Uh, in about two-thirds way through the season. I need to look at fixtures as to which game it was. But the big night at the MCG, Essendon's home game, and they had a lot of greats walk out onto the ground under spotlights and so on. And uh, James Heard seemed to be roundly well-received. It was a rousing reception when James Heard walked onto the MCG that night. You wonder if that wasn't a reflection of enough of the Essendon fans and faithful where they would sit in terms of corporate support. So if the likes of Sheedy in particular, Kevin Sheedy, that are working behind the scenes. And I, Kevin Sheedy was heavy into the Clarkson move, mm. and they needed to move some of the board members who were in opposition to that because they were supporting Ben Rutten to have an, at least next year, finish this season and have next year. And there were those at Essendon who, as I understand it, just said we must pounce on Clarkson. So the talks had started, and I checked back through some notes and checked with uh, one or two contacts today, Peter, as well, that it was, it was back in June when Essendon had lost in round 15 here to West Coast, where they first decided, look, Ben Rutten's got to move on. We, we should have been able to beat West Coast, even though it was in Perth. Mm. Let's look at Clarkson. And so it was a, was a small consortium, a breakaway group. They didn't have full board endorsement, but there was one or two board members involved in it. And other board members have jacked up and they, they had to make a move at a board level. So there, that particular group, it looks as though are very supportive of the prospect of James Heard getting back to Essendon, whether as coach or whether as a an assistant coach, whether Dean Solomon would be seen as someone who could coach. But they want experience. They want, they want experience and they so want who, an that, Essendon
0: person. And that narrows the field considerably. Yeah, exactly. So who do they look at? Who are the names, Experience, possibly a person with Bombers uh, heritage and pedigree? There's not many there. James Heard is at the top of the list. Does
2: Damien Hardwick get a call? Ah, mm, interesting. Yes. I think they can win their first final, Richmond. just quite. I think they'll beat Brisbane in, yeah, Br- no, in Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane were just disgusting. They were terrible. On, and on, on Friday night. And what's terrible. more since then, there has to be a change of captain. for yeah. many- So I,
0: that was going to be on my next question. Uh, we discussed it a bit on the run home yeah. with Damien Martin because he was a leader of a very high-profile sporting franchise, the Perth Wildcats. And I said, had you done that, what would have happened to you? He says, I would have been sacked.
2: Well, hang on. It, it, this is going to sound disrespectful, Peter. I don't think that's a good hypothetical. Because Why? Because Damien Martin would never have even no, contemplated. No, no, he wouldn't. L- let's draw a better hypothetical. But, but he is a captain. Okay. But, 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 but I was can't believe of an organisation. But I can't believe
0: the non-activity of Brisbane here. No. Now, no, the what, AFL says it's launched an in investigation. We know what's happened.
2: You can could, you could investigate the thing in 10 minutes. That investigation should have been launched at about 11 o'clock Friday evening Eastern time. Because from about quarter past eight here Perth time, quarter past ten, we all sensed something really terrible had gone on. To drive such an elite level of sports person and strong person as 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 Petty Harrison Petty, Harrison Petty to tears, Petty, yeah, to, to, to drive an elite sports person who plays a gladiatorial sport as AFL, or if it was an NRL or or something like NBA, to drive a player to tears. On national television, international Mm. television—if you want to think about where the you know the the, the pay TV goes—to tears amongst his mates when they're trouncing the opposition. uh, You thought you knew straight away. This is something pretty serious here. This is, Mm. and and unfortunately, I've been well informed as to what it was. Because I felt over the weekend, I thought I'm going to have to. I I reckon something bad's gone on, and I'm not so sure I want to know. But come early in the week, if we're publicly discussing this issue, it would be handy to know, to be very careful about what we might say and what has gone on. The AFL Players Association, the AFL Players should be taking some action on it. They should be having an investigation of their own, little on the AFL. So that investigation should have been launched before midnight Eastern Standard Time on Friday, Peter, mm. because investigators should have gotten in touch with some of those club personnel. And certainly by about Saturday afternoon, we should have known the sanction that was available or on offer to the likes of Z- D- Dane Zorko because what he did was just, it, it was disgusting. So what should happen? He, he should, should be stood he, down.
0: From he should th- be stood down as a captain. Leaders don't do. Well, that. I think
2: that was going to happen anyway. I, I, I think Lachlan Neal is a lock. Excuse the pun, mm. to be captain of Brisbane next year, and I think that's been on for quite some time. And I don't even discount that when he did sign an extension for quite a lengthy period of time, Peter. Back, you know, it's, it's well mid-season. Captaincy of the Brisbane Lions from 2023 onwards was on the cards for Lachlan Neal. But now, now it's a lock. And frankly, the Players Association should be taking some action against Dane Zorko because they should be able to find out what was said. And you can't accept that.
0: Right, no, fair enough. All right, uh, we're going to take a break and then we're going to focus in on uh, the finals coming out, in particular, Fremantle. And naturally, what's West Coast going to do? I see the Port Adelaide. Who had that showdown? That was a great game. I really enjoyed watching that. Robbie Gray send off. It was one sided. It was, but out. I just thought the emotive aspect and Port Adelaide were bloody good. Why, they, why, gee, they, what, they they played for him, particularly after halftime.
2: Why did they lead into that game with such uh, trash talk? I mean, it was pointed trash talk. Yeah, it wasn't it was. just basketball. Ollie Warren's or... Brownlow medalist. Yeah, yeah, but and also captain Tom uh, Tom, Tom Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- 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 it was it was so pointed about what they believed about the arrogance and 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 and, and the status of hey, they Adelaide. Were, they were honest. But they lived up to it. Oh, that's
0: they, they It was have... really good to watch. Yeah. And I'll tell you what,
2: I... and our rivalry <laughs> here is a
0: long way behind. I oh, watch... no,
2: no, don't start it that. is. No, don't start that. It is, that. haggers. No, no. I,
0: I, I said with Damo, they panned through the crowd and everybody was applauding. The Port Adelaide supporters were applauding Robbie Gray at the end. It panned to the Adelaide Crow supporters, a
2: pocket not one clap, not one oh, expression. And, and do you, have you forgotten some of the derbies? Have you forgotten nah. the booing of, of uh, Chris Jar? Can I tell you? Have you forgotten you the treatment on, of on. the Cowboys on Daniel Kerr you and, you don't, and Ben you don't, Cousins? You don't think you,
0: the Eagles supporters that were here in the derby certainly congratulated David Mundy on his career? Peter. Now, please. T- and they just stood there as statues and said, nah, we're not going to acknowledge him. I've said him.
2: this to you before, and it's, gonna, it's, it's offensive. What's offensive? What am I about to say to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I've clarified by saying, I've said this before, you're judging West Coast and their history on what West Coast is now. And West Coast right now is nothing like they have been for the other 36 years of their existence, Peter. It's a totally different body right now. They're, it, they're not a good outfit at the moment. I know.
0: I know they're not a good, but I just reckon it's lost a bit. And because it's been so one sided, like what the Eagles up until this year had won how many derbies in a row? 11. Exactly. That is not a rivalry, Haggers. That is not a rivalry because you go to the but game. The
2: score e- was t- 30. Going into last weekend's derby, so t- two yeah. weeks ago, um, the score was 32 22. Yeah. And don't forget that it was 9 0 at the start. So take that 9 off 32. What's that? 23? 23-22, yeah. roughly, since the West Coast Eagles had absolutely obliterated Fremantle in the first nine, and not, not every one of the nine, the last couple, I think the one before they won, they lost by four points. Damien Damian Drum's first derby, lost by four points. So the, the rivalry, I, I, I don't take that the South Australian rivalry is any better than I reckon West Australian it's better. derby.
0: I reckon it's better. And I've spoken to a couple of West Australians. One, Scotty Cummings, who I work with. Uh, he just says it's a, it's a different level. Anyway, we're going to take a break. we well, Quarter- he played in both. Correct. Quarter past five. Come and join us on the Temporate Bedshed text line. Haggers is fired up. I'm fired up. I'm going at him tonight. And we haven't even got back to my notes yet. No. <laughs> 0487 <laughs> 736 736. The Temporate Bedshed text line. You can join us on the Scarborough Toyota Open Line. 13 As I said, Port Adelaide have acted. Taj Schofield, of course, the son of uh, Jared Schofield, the assistant coach at the Eagles. Former Lion Sam Mays and Sam Skin have been delisted from Port Adelaide today and Carl Amon who played well that night last night uh, on Saturday night confirms that he wished to explore free agency so there you go movements already at Port Adelaide what movements are going to be happening at West Coast we'll tell you more after this Kim Hagdawn, as he always does joins us to review the weekend's AFL action in the uh, Drive Studios let's go to Roy on the open line on the Scarborough Toyota open line 13 12 55
2: hey Roy G'day, Pete. G'day, Kim. How are we Good, going? Thanks, Roy. Far away.
0: Um, just a couple of questions um, before Lisa gets on, gets on the open line. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Adam Uze. Uh, now that Adam Kingsley's
1: um, appointed as GWS coach, where does that leave Adam Uze um, for the es- maybe the Eston coach? And um, the second- secondly, if-
0: can can a suspended player be in the All Australian team?
2: Yes, an suspended player can make All-Australian, as you know, I reckon, Roy, that they can't win the Brownlow, nor if it was a, yep. an eligible rising star player can they win that awards if they'd been suspended through the season. But they can. I've actually wondered from time to time, Roy, and you've touched on something that from, from years back. I, I used to think that you probably shouldn't be eligible for All-Australian if you do get suspended under the same uh, restrictions as but, uh, Brownlow. Under
1: the same protocols.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Good on you, Roy. Uh, thanks so that for would mean say Tom Stewart, for instance, this yeah. year, and, and for the who's, all, all, who's a lock in oh, for a,
0: the All Australian
2: Half-back, flank back yeah, pocket, absolute. Yeah. But I, I, I I've always thought that maybe you shouldn't be eligible for All Australian if you've copped a suspension through the season.
0: Good on you, Roy. Thanks for the call. Hello, Leece. How are you? You even got a uh, grand intro from Roy.
1: Hello, Peter. Hi, Kim. Thanks, Hi. Roy, and thanks for and thanks for ringing SEN um Roy you've, you've you've done you've done yourself proud mate.
2: Oh you've made the um, promos again Lisa.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm starting to get it I'm starting to get him bit embarrassed by all this um yeah yeah all this yeah I'm not well, I'm you not used to all that.
2: Well don't be embarrassed maybe you, you just have to try and temper a little bit by not being so astute so that everyone follow <laughs> what follows what you say. <laughs>
1: Um, I thought I'd better ring ring up and and be a referee between you two tonight. <laughs> me, boys! Like right? you, you, t- like two Jack like a like a Jack Russell, you know, fighting yeah. over a bloody bone. Anyway, um, f- firstly, um, just on Zorco, um, he will not be at Brisbane next year. I don't think. He, I, I think he's out of contract. Actually. Yeah, he's waiting um, and for, and he's
2: waiting for ne- a deal. No, yeah,
1: he's waiting for a deal. Yeah, I, well, I don't think he'll he'll be getting a deal, but that's that's just my opinion. And um, Lockie Neal will be the captain. Um, and what's his name with Essendon? I I I was just shattered when I saw uh, Rutton after the game in in the room. He was just I just he was just shattered. That man, and um, the way that he you know the way that he was treated was absolutely disgusting. And um, Peter and the Hags, you know how AFL always, uh, you know, are worried about players um, with, you know, sort of with mental illness and everything else? Yeah. What, what about the coaches, the way that they've been treated? What about their mental st- um, state?
2: Well, one thing on that, I think one, there's two things probably really quickly. One is I think if you take a coaching job, and I would say this at probably every level of sport, you know, community sport, it's by beware, you know, that you could be subjected to some pretty harsh assessment Mm. from board members, from media, uh, from your own fans. So I think you do, you are aware of that. But the other one I'd suggest Lisa is where the hell is the coaches association? Mm. I mean, they've got They're funded by the AFL. They've got a chief executive. They've got a staff. They they claim they've got over a hundred members. Uh, and they're supposed to look after these people. And I'm, I've never heard of one person being well looked after by the AFL Coaches uh, Association at, at a stage of sacking, dismissal, unemployment, even unemployment. So how many of the assistant coaches and then development coaches and recruiting staff and, and, and welfare staff, when they get the flick and they get pushed out very easily, they get told somewhere in August, we're not renewing your contract at, the, at August uh, August thirty one. So they get four or five weeks' notice. Where's the coaches' association? So that's another area, I reckon, of concern. But I reckon if you take the job, Lisa, you've got a fair idea that this what happened to Rutton could happen to you. Mm. And,
0: Lisa, what about Carlton and Collingwood uh, uh, yesterday afternoon?
1: Oh, look, that was just such a cracker game, wasn't it? And do you yeah. know what? When when Carlton lost by that one point, I really felt for Frizz. Frizz is <laughs> one hell of a Carlton supporter. And I just hope that she's okay. I hope Bradley rang her. And, oh, um, Frizz you know, Ferguson. Because, because, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah Frizz Ferguson. And do you know what, boys? It wasn't just Collingwood that that um, kept them out out of the out of the eight, but it was also um, Brad's doggies too.
2: Well, yeah. and also they,
1: they support uh, the party uh, too. Let's yeah.
2: let's throw some blame back onto blokes wearing the blue uh, the jumper navy blue. with the CFC on the front, because Charlie Kerno should be hung and quartered. It wasn't just Collingwood that cost Carlton that game. 24 points up, the Coleman medalist on eight hundred to $900,000 a year with a seven-year contract given to him just a few weeks ago doesn't stop and go back and, and nail it and kick with a drop punt like Austin Robertson would or Bernie Naylor or Jason Dunstall. Tony Lockett. And nail the game. He goes back, curling the ball around, and then runs around and kicks over his left shoulder a point and shrugs and runs back to take up a defensive zone. It couldn't give a rat's ass. 25 points up. We're going to win. Nah. I actually thought to myself then, oh, I wouldn't do that against Collingwood. Mm, amazing. All oh, right, good on your leash. Just a few texts first. Gee this is a big one. Um,
0: g'day, Pete and Haggers. Great show. Love it. I had a discussion with a very prominent Essendon Football Club employee, who was a mate of mine on the weekend. He told me he was surprised as anybody that Clarkson did a backflip on Essendon as he had told them Tuesday after weeks of negotiations, dating back to round 15, to put a deal together and he would be heading to Tullamarine. In steps, the AFL and along with North Melbourne increased the five-year deal to $1.75 along with other perks and ambassadorial money. Many prominent AFL media reporters were all led down the garden path with Clarkson. Hope this helps. That's, I think, uh, our contact up in Brisbane, who's
2: very well connected, Um, Robbo. Oh, well, it's similar to what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And 1.75, and then ambassadorial on top of that. So, again, it's pushing towards $2 million a year. Mm. Uh, So that has to be AFL back because Melbourne's not a wealthy club. No. And that's the sort of money. Remember, we've, we revealed in 2020 that Russell Gibbs, the chairman of the West Coast Eagles, was aghast that North Melbourne should approach Adam Simpson. And before they even talked about money, offered him double. Whatever you're on at West Coast, we'll pay you double. Before they, he'd even said, I'm on X amount and you're going to take it to Y. And that Russell Gibbs was aghast to think, well, that's AFL money. Who's funding mm.
0: that? Mm. Mike says, hi, Pete and Haggers. Do Frio try Jai Amos for the first final or keep Michael Walters forward if Lobb and Taberna are unavailable? That's uh, the, a question from Mike. I reckon Bob, Lobb will be
2: okay. And you think Tabiner will be okay? Look, I th- and that's part of what we've got to debate here today, Peter, or certainly I suppose at more length come Thursday when we get closer to the weekend with no AFL games, but one of the biggest stories this weekend is going to be if Nathan Fife and or Matt Taberner play with Peel. They play West Coast, by the way, down mm. at Mandra. so there could be a bit of uh, a bit of attention on it when there's no no men's AFL footy this weekend. So does Nathan Fife play? Because see, Nathan Fife's role was key forward. Yeah. So if Taberner didn't come up, your other argument is, and Logue didn't play the other day. I think he's been successful as a pinch hitter, whether he's been as a pinch hitting forward, as a pinch hitting ruck or a, a key defender. So your argument would be not so much Walters. Walters stays in anyway. If Tabata didn't come up, I reckon Lobb will come back. Then, you'd, then you'd, does Lobb have to ruck or do you keep Meek? Because the Meek use in the ruck as the lead ruck didn't work. Right. I thought that was part of like when Meek led the ruck for Fremantle on Saturday for the first you know, dozen minutes or so, and da- uh, Sean Darcy started as a key forward. He was basically the full forward or forward pocket. And next to Fife, it didn't work. They had to throw Darcy in the ball to try and rest back with that start that GWS had had. So Meek didn't work. Mm. So they're probably looking at Lobb to play as a key forward. Logue back, he'll be okay. I, think he was, I don't think he was too far off playing uh, last Saturday. So lob and Logue back. If Tabaner doesn't come back, I think they're your forwards along with Fife. But the big argument's going to be, is five in your best twenty-two?
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, what are your thoughts? We'll discuss that more after the break. I got some breaking news. Just got a message here, literally two seconds ago. Jeremy Barnard has been sacked as coach of the East yeah. Perth Footy Club. That's just happened. So uh, not, not even going to do the last two games. I gather not because no, after not a- after that seventy-point loss to West Perth, I think it was the. Uh, the straw that broke the camel's back.
2: My understanding was Jeremy Barnard was told this morning yeah. by management he plans, he wanted to uh, finish straight away, but wanted the opportunity to speak to the players tonight. So, probably as we're talking, someone right. might even be driving to the ground thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to find out that Jeremy's not going to continue. Yeah. So, he won't even do the last two games, Peter. I who, gather. Would, who would be the standing coach there? I don't know. Uh, would Tony McCall do it? He's been the, yeah, the sort well, of coaching he's, advisor. He's
0: been, he's been like a mentor down there. You know who they're
2: chasing? Peter he's German,
0: per, Peter Sumich. Yeah but Summer would Summer do it I know they'd love to have him but Summer's quite invested in Zane, I think he likes to go and see Zane
2: play at the West Coast and, and all that sort of stuff. Well, if West Coast don't take Peter Sumich back there, as they should, Peter Sumich should be the football boss at West Coast. No question, uh, no question. So, so head of football, chief. I reckon Peter Sumich would be terrific at East Perth, and I. No, no, no. I'm saying at West Coast. That's no, where he should be. But if he's not he'd at West be Coast, terrific at East Perth. and I reckon him and Tony McCall together
0: would make a fantastic uh, course, combination. But
2: Peter Summit should be football manager at West Coast, not right. Gavin Bell. Then you'd find a bit of stern management.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. No, you won't get any disagreement with me. He's an outstanding football brain and should be used more in the AFL system. Don't discount also
2: that Perth, who are going to move Gary Gary Moss Moss on, they're after Sumich
0: as well. Okay. He's certainly a target. All right, it's 29 to 6, and this is Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Hagdon. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years.
1: A on a night.
0: Yes, great to have you company. Paul says on the temper Bed text line, do you have uh, significant question marks over anyone in the old... Australian squad, all, ast- all Australian. Yeah, it's got um, old here. All, all Australian. The
2: thing is, with the All
0: Australian uh, every year, I, don't, I reckon they should just announce the team. Why do they have extended list and then uh, prune them down? Well,
2: I think uh, it's just a marketing. Just, a, just mar- announce it. That's, that's a marketing it. exercise. You're probably right. They probably should leave us for the next couple of days, like you people like you and me, and all and these. And that's
0: companies. what the AFL does, because it's a bye week. They just go to try and keep a few Drag headlines going.
2: I- I'm surprised it didn't come out till late this afternoon. I thought it was going to be Wednesday. No, the team is Wednesday. Okay. So, again, why have the team Wednesday and, and about 50 hours worth of mm. consumption of a squad of 44? Significantly, the squad is 44, which con- convinces me the selectors were way off finalising 40. And in the end, they've gone, look, let's let's go with 44. We can't <laughs> we can't trim it back anymore. But I, I reckon uh, in terms of surprises, no, because I reckon there'd be 60 players, 70, 80 players who could justify being in the last 40. Such is the type of competition that we've, we've got. And I reckon this year, because of the competition that we've just had, it's the most difficult that I've ever seen in 30 odd years of all Australian picked annually. The All Australian squads used to be picked out of in, uh, out of interstate carnivals, Peter, remember? Mm. And, and you used to and some in, going back into the 60s and 70s, Every four years was the interstate carnival. So you're only in All-Australian every four years. And that's where some of the superstars, like uh, uh, if they did make two or three times All-Australian, well, that was over a decade and a half. Yeah. But I reckon this year it's the most difficult because of the consistency of a lot of players and then the drop-off of some players. Like Sean Darcy's not in it from no. Fremantle.
0: Does that surprise you? Yes. Because only- Max Gordon didn't have the year that he had the previous no, year. No, but I think
2: he's the premier ruckman in the competition. I think he's – in fact, I think he's the number one ruckman. I think he'll be the All-Australian captain, and I think he should be. If he's in the All-Australian team to lead the ruck as the reigning premiership captain, he should be All-Australian captain. Um, But also the season that Mark Blixavs has had confuses the ruck issue because I wouldn't be surprised to see just the lead ruckman, uh, Max Gorn, and then Mark Blixav's off the bench as the backup ruckman. I, I think Jared Witz, who's had a very good season, probably leading with a lot of the particular indicators, Peter, uh, and probably even ahead of Max Gorn in some ways. But would you have Max Gorn as your lead ruckman or Jared Witz in a team that's about okay. to play? And a the game? other
0: one I'll ask you,
2: Stephen May and Tom Barris are both there. They're both in my team. Barras fullback and May centre halfback. Okay. All right. Uh so however, Barras might have Ja, he, no, he, 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 two he we... was
0: ordinary against July. But
2: remember, two weeks ago we said that we'd heard that Barrass wasn't a lock because of May and Weetering. Mm. Jacob Weetering. No, he played okay for a while yesterday, but but I... so
0: did all the Carlton team in that third quarter, and that was it. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh,
0: Haggers uh, Simon of Claremont says this is interesting regarding the build-up now to the Fremantle elimination final. Hi, Pete and Haggers. It seems in regards to finals ticketing that the Fremantle Harbour Master members, of course the people that put money from their pocket to get the club up and running, I remember George Grillship going around with cap in hand to try and get as much as he could, have been stripped of their priority ticketing arrangement. The Fremantle Harbour Master. That's poor
2: given what they've given, the service that they've given correct. since 1994.
0: So that's f- Simon from Claremont. Yeah. Now, we might chase know. that.
2: Simon would know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's a uh, – I think, Simon, correct me, uh, s- send me a text if I'm wrong. I think Simon, very astute uh, football person, but I think he's a very strong Fremantle person. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks but for if that. If that's the case, that's, that that's a disgrace. We've got 60,000 can fit into the stadium here in uh, on Saturday week and the harbour masters are given such service. They they should have privileges. Mm.
0: Okay. 44 players equals All-Australian and All-Australian's second team. Okay. Uh, Surely Taylor Walker and Callum Wilkie shouldn't be there.
2: I agree. Why is Taylor Walker there? Um, There would be some degree of South Australian recognition. I don't think Rory Laird will get into the final team either, and Taylor Walker hasn't had an All-Australian year. However, you just have to follow some – is there a name on that one? Uh, That's Paul. Paul, my suggestion there is – When you're following across an AFL season, listen to some of the stuff that the commentators come out with, then go through Google and see if they're an All-Australian selector because I think some of these blokes actually try. It's Mm. self-fulfilling prophecies by sort of going all year about, oh, Taylor Walker's in All-Australian form. They have to get him in a squad to help cover what they've been saying. There's no way is
0: Taylor Walker. Okay, let me
2: throw you this anywhere one. Anywhere near the first 80.
0: Because we need to come back and talk about Frio and yep. West Coast. He's a four-time All-Australian. Does Marcus Bontempelli get in?
2: Yeah, I think he has to.
0: And who, who you think he's one of the midfielders?
2: Well, they'll have him on a half-four flank. Andrew Brayshaw? Andrew Brayshaw, I think, at worst, will be on the bench. Angus Brayshaw? Angus Brayshaw should be on a half-back flank. Okay. And, and... Some of these boys... Patrick Cripps? Pat has to be in. Okay. this game yesterday was outstanding, so Jack, and I think Jack, he's going to finish... Jack
0: Crisp will get his first All-Australia, do you think, from Collingwood? No. You don't think so? He's not
2: in my team. I, I just think he'll get uh, he'll miss out. I'd like to see the likes of... Uh, uh, well, I th- I'd like to see Braden Maynard in that mm. from, from Collingwood before Jack Crisp. Jack Crisp is very consistent, but I don't think... Uh, he should be in that All Australian team. Finally, it could well be because I think that forty-four. You could make a case for any one of them to finish up with the in the twenty-two. So two, because Neil I think that's it huh? has to be because yeah. I think you'll finish top four or five in the brown My brown line went through. So it where was, do you put all these midfielders, Hags? Oh, wings, half forward flank, McCluggage and Mills. Callum Mills should be in, especially he had, doesn't spend all his time in the centre square. He's a half back or a, 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 off a wing and a, an absolute lock. If 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 Ed Langdon's not there. Josh Dacos is there. He should be considered as... He's played as a winger for nearly mm. the whole season. But Hugh McGluggage from Brisbane has to be a winger in that All-Australian team because he's been playing as a wing. Okay. So for, but well, a lot of the... the Shay Bolton has to be in it. Yeah. And Bontempelli in particular, probably a half-forward flank. Petraka, Andrew Brayshaw, Tuke Miller and Blixavs as bench sitters because of the versatility they've shown.
0: All right. We're going to take a break uh, and come back with more on free on West Coast. And, and as we go from Michael Palmyra, who loves the show, he says, Peter and Hags, we love the band between you two. It reminds me of Waldorf and Statler from the Muppets. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> the Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. Uh, it's coming up 14 to 6, drive with Peter Vlas. All thanks to Toolmark, the Complete Tool Centre. There's no name on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps send us the name. Pete Kim, Nat Fife is not in Frio's best 22. He was very poor on Saturday. He's not fit, not confident, and the players look for him when he's up forward. Uh, and that may be detrimental to the team as they go forward of uh, centre. Well, because well, he's no guarantee
2: to kick a goal. No. no. His he's, he's set shot uh, kicking is is unacceptable. Um it's been a problem his entire career. So what do you do with him heading well, to a finals
0: campaign? Well,
2: now. I think the first thing – see, he's had the seven disposals on Saturday. He's only had 106 disposals in his seven games. 70 of them have been handballs. Mm-hmm. So it's not as, even as if Nathan – Repeat five,
0: that stat again.
2: Well, he's his played seven, seven, games. seven games. So he's played seven games. Not the last, he's only played seven games yeah. this year, as you know. So he's had 106 possessions, but 70 of them are handballs. Mm-hmm. So, it's not as if Nathan Fife is actually having a heavy impact in terms of disposals as well. And uh, he's on Saturday, the nine disposals, six kicks, just the one clearance. And he's not even dominating with, with clearances when he is around the ball, and yet he gets called up onto the ball. Now, the, nine, uh, the seven disposals, it's, it's the worst performance from Nathan Fife when he's finished a match since 2010. Wow. When he had nine disposals against uh, GWS in round six, and the the performance that he's put in, it, if it wasn't for Nathan Fife, you know I think we'd just be just saying straight out, this person has to go and earn his spot back mm. by playing for Peel, and turn it on, son. But we're talking about Nathan Fife, Nathan Fife, thirty-one or thirty years of age, nearly thirty-one, two hundred nine games all the Brownlows, all the club accolades. Yeah, yeah. If this was just a younger player or you mean, a lesser player, you'd be saying oh, you, you you, don't deserve a game in the first final against the Bulldogs. Whatever the coach says, he's defending you. And What's the word you're going
0: to use? Uh, oh, I think he's overly
2: defending. I think, every, I think everyone is cautious. Because, particularly because of his stature. Because of who he is. Mm. If it was a young player, the coach, I reckon – in response to well, does Nathan, does young Nathan Five, or does 25-year-old Nathan Five hold his spot? Well, we'll have a good look at that, mm, you know, and mm. and he might have to go back to Peel to earn his spot because we've got a lot of blokes. We've got Lob coming back, we've got Loeb coming back, we've got Darcy Tucker sitting on the bench. We we don't necessarily need him, and we don't put him into the midfield too much. If we weren't talking about Nathan Fife, I think the answer would be pretty clear. Go back to Peel, and if you don't have a good game, you're not playing against the
0: Bulldogs. Mm. Hey guys, uh, just regarding the Harbour Masters situation that Simon brought up, just yep. repeating, it appears that the Fremantle Harbour Masters, the Foundation members won't be offered any priority tickets to the elimination final. And he's just come back, says, I agree with you, Haggers." and there's only 1,000 of us. So it's not as if it's going to yeah. be a, a big infiltration into, uh, you know, the tickets that will be available. There's only 1,000 they would
2: all have – it would be similar to MCC members, as I see it, and it's a bit left field. If there's that 1,000 of them, then a bit similar to the MCC at, for any MCG game, they should get priority ticketing opportunities. Here, listen to this: Here's Fremantle's back seven: Cox, Pierce, Young, Clark, Ryan, Chapman, Walker. So mm-hmm. they rotate. There's seven: Akers, Brayshaw, Aish, O'Driscoll across the middle, rotating, sharing. Schwitkowski, Loblog, Frederick. There's four there, four candidates there. Walters, Tabana, Schultz. On the ball: Darcy, Sarong, Brody, Mundy. Still haven't called Fife. That's your preferred starting group. Fife, Banfield, Tucker, all looking to see if they can get in. Even as just the sub. Not just you're gonna play Nathan Fife as a as a, as the sub, mm. but that team picks itself. So, so then, Saturday week. So then ju- not Nathan Fife doesn't pick himself so, because
0: he's Nathan Fife. So Justin Longmuir and the selection
2: staff. I've got a real
0: dilemma here. Yeah. They probably deep down inside think, no, I don't think he should play. But, of course, he is the captain of the side. And as you stated earlier, so so it's let me tell you, if he doesn't perform in the elimination final and oh. Freo get knocked out, that'll be the first question asked.
2: Well, I think the question should be asked before that. Okay. And certainly this week the question has to be asked is, if Nathan Fife's going back to Peel, is he going back to Ernie's spot? Because... All these other boys. I, I would like to think that Nathan Fife would play ahead of Frederick. Probably Banfield. So he's in your 22. Yeah. But Frederick seems to be a, a, a protected species. They like his pace. Even Walker. But, you know, they like his pace. He makes some mistakes, some brookie, rookie mistakes. Even O'Driscoll. Mm-hmm. Would Nathan, Nathan Fife should play ahead of O'Driscoll. However, mm-hmm. they offer pace. They offer youth. They're healthy. Mm. Uh, Nathan doesn't seem to be that.
0: Okay, good And you, Lisa. Of course, you jumped on with the Nat Five uh, situation as well. Uh, what about the umpires now? Alex is saying here. Did you sort of judge the umpires that closely on the weekend, Hags? Uh, Alex says, let's hope the umpiring for the finals improves out of sight of what was dished up in the last round. There is no such thing as ruck play. It's all wrestling. Pushes in the back. Marking contest has reached epidemic levels. Holding the ball, forward slash, incorrect disposal continues to baffle
2: me. Did it baffle you across the weekend? Well, it has for a lot of the season, particularly the Ruck wrestles. uh, Also pushes in the back. I mean, what's Tom Hawkins has got away with at times from Geelong? pushes in the back, and then a catch, turn around, kick a goal, walks away, giggling, laughing, winking at his teammates as if to say, "Well, oh, I got away with another one there. Yeah. He's getting away with one a week. Mm. So there's all of those. They're, they're all... Speaking of ruck play, uh, Nick Natanui, we suspected last week he wouldn't play against Geelong, has had some knee surgery. It's, it's not heavy. It's not a lot. It's a minor surgery. It should trim up. But within a fortnight or so when he gets back into training, I, I actually think Nick Natnewey then has to become the benchmark of the entire West Coast you, Eagles recovery You were saying fitness he needs program. to get into
0: it straight away, drop some weight and get primed for next year.
2: And, and, this is, and I've, I've called him the benchmark because if Nick Nat knew he was willing to do it at the age of 32, 213 games, career on the line for next year, I don't fall for any of the um, uh, comment around and the stories around that he's uh, in dispute with his contract, no guarantee for contract. He's there. If the likes of Jack Redden and Luke Shuey And all these other old blokes are going to be there. Nick Nat is going to be there. But I sense, and I I actually declare, I reckon Nick Nat needs to be the benchmark to lead all of these boys on a recovery because the biggest question mark on West Coast Eagles endeavours to recover next year is going to be how all these old blokes that are holding their spots. So McGovern comes back. Hearn stays. Duggan needs some knee surgery. Yo needs to play a good season. Sheed coming back. uh, Liam Ryan needs to get fit. Willie Rioli needs to get fit. Nat Newey needs to get trimmer and fitter, all of those guys, they're all, if they're all going to play, they have to be fitter and healthier and be able to sustain the vigors and rigours of AFL footy. Look how it is now. Look how fast it is. Yeah. The good teams playing really quick with youth and pace off the halfback, pace through the middle of the ground, going direct. West Coast couldn't compete with that. You look at some of the tempo of the games over the weekend, now going to finals, you think, look at Collingwood. Mm. Even Carlton's third quarter yesterday, West Coast couldn't cope with that. No. West Coast couldn't present that.
0: OK, uh, Alistair Clarkson, by the way, and we'll see it uh, when we get home. He's on the couch uh, tonight on Fox, and he's come out and said, sounds like Alistair Clarkson is already recruiting for the Ruse, including a saint who he said would look all right in blue and
2: white. Is it about Brad Hill? Brad Hill, on eight hundred and fifty grand a year, Ooh. wants to play under Clarkson. And as we've said, I think a lot of the boys, Akers and Logue, are considering moves to North Melbourne because I think Colin Young is helping Alistair Clarkson put together his list. And just repeating, Carl Amon wants to uh, be traded out of
0: Port Adelaide. Just quickly, Hags, will we hear anything from the West Coast Eagles by Thursday when you come in? No, no, no. Nothing?
2: Waffle team to play for two more weeks. I think they'll hide behind that for a while. Okay,
0: good on you, Hags. Uh, Great night again. Thanks, Jimmy. Thanks, Lee. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5 here on SENWA Drive.